The Rebbe has an expression that he uses in a letter that is in today's letter. We are, of course, in the year Tavshin Lamed Gimel, volume 28. Our letter today is Yod Tav Tav Pei. And the letter is from Chof Menachem Av, and it is written to the Tamidi Yeshiva of, uh, what, that's, what, they might know Yeshiva that is? Does it say down here? In Casablanca. There we go. It's a Yeshiva in Morocco. Casablanca. Yeshiva. And they're learning Shechitas Gassas. They're learning to shecht uh, big animals. They're learning to shecht sheep and uh, and uh, sheep are gases, are they? Anyway, cows are definitely gases. Big animals, not just shechting chickens. So he writes to them, and in this letter, he's going to use an expression that, uh, should I just read the letter? I'll read the letter. Let's not give everything away. Okay. He's going to use an expression, though, that he uses everywhere, and that's what we're diving into today. Shalom Bracha the Rebbe writes, B'nai kibalti mechtav b'kashas b'rachas b'racha pan, goes, okay, I got your pan, I'm going to send it to the idol. Moving along. Certainly you all know what is brought in Poskin. I love this line because people think it's not true. So highlight it and remember the Rebbe wrote this himself. It says that uh, people, people, some people don't know that our Rebbeim are Poskim and Nigla as well, that our Rebbeim are Poskim and Nigla by default. So the Rebbe frequently says things like that he's not a Poskim and he wants Poskim to do things, as does the Friedrich Rebbe. However, the Rebbe here describes our Rebbeim as Poskim and Nigla. As we see from Shotzamach Tzedek and from the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, Poskim in Nister Look at that Lushan. And they're also Poskim in Nister. So he says that a Rebbe is a Pesik in Nigla and a Pesik in Nister, a final halachic decisor in both the revealed and hidden aspects of the Torah. And therefore, what do these what do Arabim say? That a Sheikh needs to be excessively fearful of heaven. That a Sheikh needs to be a real Yerushmai, very God-fearing. Since from on high we're given responsibilities, this is proof that everybody who's involved in the Shkita program was given the Kaychis to have Yerushmayim, was given the energy to potentially have Yerushmayim. And it is understood that based on the great responsibility is the great merit. And the Rebbe says it should be God's will. You should all fulfill, it should be fulfilled through you. The expression, the word only means to drag. As it is explained in Chassidus, that this means to drag the Nefesh Bahamas, to drag the animalistic soul, and to elevate it. And he tells you to look and say for Mitzvah and the Rebbe gives a whole bunch of sources. We're coming to the month of Elul soon, which is the month of Rachamim, month of mercy. The Rabbi gives them a bracha. They should ascend in Lima Terra and in doing mitzvahs in, in the best way possible. And that we should have good news in all that the Rabbi discussed. I highlighted a phrase here, and that is, and I intentionally translated it poorly. I said that what it means is, Shita is only dragging. It's an expression from a Gemara, and the Rebbe says that everybody who is becoming a sheikh, he's giving them a bracha, that the blessing of the Teresa Chassidus of Ein Veshach and Elo Mashach should be fulfilled through them. Well, what is that exactly? The Rebbe gives a very short summary in our letter. He says the Hasidic approach to this is that Shechita has to do with elevating the animalistic soul. What exactly is he talking about? In order to figure out what he's talking about, I want to go uh, way, way back. And that is to the Rebbe's original source. The source is on the page in front of you. I'm going to make the screen a little bigger so you can see. It's a Gemara Masechus Chulin. Now, this is a uh, this is a classic example of Chassidus taking something entirely out of context um, or giving us really the true context inside, if that's how you like to say it. Another example that comes to mind is Kol Kol Yitzim Bashir. What's the Lashon? Kol Yitzim Bashir. Parrots. Finish the Gemara for me. 
Kobali there it is. Kobali yeah. So is something we use in Chassidus to describe song and the power of Nagina. And uh, it is in fact a Gemara about whether a cow can walk out with bells on its horns. It's, uh, I mean, you, you got to understand that a lot of the things that we use in Chassidus that are the site of these inyanim, when you look at them back in Nigla, they don't necessarily reflect that at first glance. So you're going to see this here too. Don't be too surprised. Gemara in Chulin 30b says, Tana Devei Rabbi Yishmael, the base manager of Rabbi Yishmael taught the following, the Shachat, when it says in the Pasuk, Vishachat, that he shechts, that he that he uh, that he slaughters the animal. Ein vishachat elo mashach. Vishachat means umashach. It means to draw the blade across the neck, as opposed to hacking the neck. This the way the way that we learn that we're supposed to draw a blade across the neck of an animal and drag it across and not hack the head off the animal is from the word shachat because shachat means umashach. So he brings a couple of psukim that describe, uh, one pasuk that describes the word shachet being used to mean umashach, and that's the Gemara. And then there is a tesis, and tesis does not give us a drush. Tesis just says this. Tesis asks the question. says, Tesis says that earlier on in Chulin and Chavzayin Amadalef, we had the word Vishachat, and we had a different drasha for it. Vishachat there didn't mean to drag the knife across the neck. Vishachat there meant that the place to shecht is the place where the animal bends when it's drinking. So an animal bends at its neck. It's not telling you how to draw the knife. It's telling you the location. And then Tesa says, Tartish Mamina. Clearly, you can learn two things from Vishachat. The reason why I'm showing you this Tesis is not to show off about how I can uh, how I can find a Tesis. Uh, you could have found the Tesis too. It is to show you what the Rebbe says in this letter in Igris volume 20, which is also on your screen. So in Igris volume 20, the Rebbe uses both this Gemara and this Tesis to explain the Hasidic teaching. When it comes to Shechita, the uh, message is only is always the job of a Shechit is not to Shech, but to draw down. That's how the Rebbe is reading this. Not that a Shechita is only accomplished by pulling, but an alternate translation that Shechita is only, a, that the job of a Shechit is to draw down lighter, to draw things upward. Tartish mamina. It can imply two things. It can imply its literal meaning and also can imply gamba It can also apply a spiritual meaning. So just to recap what the Rebbe did here, Tesis says that Vishachat Elul Mashach is a Tartish Mamina, which means the Tesis tells us that we're allowed to learn two things out of this Pasuk. And instead of learning the two things that Hulin is learning out of this Pasuk, the Rebbe says the fact that I can learn two things out of this Pasuk means I can also learn about a Veda in Ruchnius from this Pasuk. It's just a, a special kind it's a special kind of lumbus. What is the job of a sheikhet? A sheikhet is not just to kill an animal. That would be very grub. That would be very um, lowly, base. It says a sheikhet's job is not just to kill something. A sheikhet's job is to take an animal from a state where it could not be useful and turn it into a state where it can be useful. And also to take the behema that is inside each person, our nefesh abahamis, our animalistic soul, and to make it fit for consumption by the nefesh elikis. So the job of a sheikhet is to make an animal fit for consumption by people and to make an animalistic soul fit for consumption, by the godly soul. Atem etc etc okay so the source for this is not apparent <laughs> the rebbe kind of uh, i'm not sure uh, the rebbe gives sources in chassidus but i didn't find them i think this is the, very much the rebbe's expression i uh, i want to bring you letters where the rebbe talks about this the problem with that is that there is almost no volume of igris where the rebbe does not at some point quote this expression when talking to a sheikh so i tried to bring you just some of my favorites here we uh, already did the one in tavshin lam and gimel so let me take you back to the very beginning this is a letter from I don't want to do this letter. I want to do this one. This is a letter from Tavshin Yodalef. <laughs> a letter from Tavshin Yodalef. 
So somebody writes to the Rebbe, he is a sheikh and he is a sheikh and he also checks to make sure the animals are kosher. And the Rebbe writes to him that, uh, certainly you're familiar with the expression of the Friedrich Rebbe that he mentioned many times in the Sichas that a sheikh is not just somebody who has a knife in his hand. A sheikh is not just a guy running around with a knife in his hand. His job is to have an effect on the entire city where he is found. That a sheikh's job is not just to kill animals, but to change lives, and not just to change the lives of animals, but to change the lives of everybody around him. And his job is to be not a sheikh, but a meshech, to not just be somebody who slaughters, but one who drags, one who draws. Who draws from who takes <clears throat> physical things, the responsibilities of a, the desires of the body, the desires of the animalistic soul, and brings them close to God. By leading them to the three big loves love of God, love of terror, and love of the Jewish people. As Chazal say, a Sheikh's job is not just to Shecht. It is to draw people close. So this is the Rebbe really uh, bringing the expression home, tying it in with something that the Friedrich Rebbe said. A sheikhet is not just somebody who waves around a knife. A sheikhet has the job of bringing people closer to Yiddishkeit, of bringing physicality closer to spirituality, of bringing the animal soul closer to the godly soul. And among his Avedas is literally killing an animal, which also accomplishes this. says the Rebbe says, this is also simply what happens. What is a sheikhet doing when he shechts an animal? Once an animal is shechted, it can be eaten, and it's kosher, it can be eaten. That then allows the flesh of the animal to turn into the flesh of a person. When a person eats something, that becomes part of his basar too. So, um, what he goes on to say in this letter is that, and he says in a couple other letters too, that an animal is unable to elevate itself beyond the stage of animals. Things that are there, there are four, uh, four qualities. You can have a mineral, vegetable, animal, and human, and they can't switch. Mineral can't become vegetable, vegetable can't become animal, and animal can't become human. However, a sheikh is one of the people who's capable of changing the dargas of two things, is that a behemoth can elevate to be a, a human, that right now I'm walking around and my cells and my tissue and my muscle is all made from the, uh, is all made from the meat that I ate on Shabbos. And that is an animal being elevated to the state of human. So a sheikh literally takes an animal and elevates it and turns it into a human. And a sheikh is also supposed to do that in his area. A sheikh is supposed to be a positive influence on his town, as I'm sure you're all familiar with, because it's something that we say in Lubavitch all the time. A sheikh in a town was usually one of the significant religious leaders of the town. Uh, whenever we had a choice, whenever a chassidim had a choice between whether they wanted the rav to be a chassidish rav or the sheikh to be a chassidish sheikh, they always picked the sheikh and they would allow the misnagdim or allow the other people who were living in the town to pick the rav. Because to us, the most important thing was having a sheikh who is Yerushimayim. Now, with Pashtas, that's because we wanted to make sure we had kosher meat. Now, having kosher food is the foundation of a kosher life. If, uh, if we're putting things into our body that are that are impure, we can't be pure. But there's a deeper level to this, which is the sheikhet is effectively the mashpia of the town, whereas the rav, paskins the what the rav is saying here is that the sheikhet's job is v'shachat elu mashach, that a sheikhet is a mashpia. So we were hired, when we were, when we would pick a chassidish sheikhet, we were picking a mashpia for the town. The rav never wanted to get involved. The rebbe complains in a lot of letters. I'm hoping to do this one day with you guys. The rebbe complains in a lot of letters that rabbanim in America are social workers. That's the lushan he used. He says rabbanim in America are expected to be entertainers and social workers. And he doesn't like that at all. Uh, a rav's job traditionally was to pask in the shilas, and a sheichet slash mashpia's job was to draw people closer to Yiddishkeit. So part of the wisdom, I think, of us picking a sheichet for the town and not caring so much who the rabbi was in our town was because the sheichet had the job in shachet elo mashach. He wasn't working in a factory standing on the line, or maybe he was, but that wasn't his entire life. His life, he wasn't just a guy who knew how to use a knife. 
as the Fidik Rebbe says, a sheikh and ene ish machalas It's not just a guy holding a knife. It's a person who's responsible for drawing people closer to Yiddishkeit. We see this theme in a ton of letters. I'm going to show you a few others. This one's from Tavshin Yod Bez, the letter is Aleph Tavshin Yod Gimel, the Rebbe Shalom Lubrach, and he says, I was very happy to hear the announcement that you have received a Kabbalah to be a sheikh of I was very happy to hear that you're going to become a sheikh. You should have all of these successes in doing this godly work. Uh, and you should be able to follow all the piskim of our rabbeim. You should be very careful to be a Yiddish Bieser because a Sheikh needs to, of course, fear heaven more than anyone else. And since everything's we saw a letter very similar to this, very similar to our letter. That I was telling me you have to be a Yiddish but you clearly have the ability to be a Yiddish or you wouldn't have gotten into this business in the first place. Note that this is not the same as the expression people say all the time when you ask them whether you have enough Yiddish to be a Sheikh. There is a story, and I don't know if it's in a letter. I think it's just a story that somebody asked the Rebbe one time if he had enough Yiddish mind to be a sheikh, and the Rebbe said back, by dint of asking that question, you've demonstrated that you have it. I don't see that in any of the letters. What I see in these letters is the Rebbe saying, by dint of you pursuing this trade, that shows you could have it. That uh, going after shchita and being interested in shchita shows that you have the capacity for Yiddish Shemaim, not that you automatically have it. You still could be a non-Yiddish Shemaim Shechet. But everybody pursuing shchita, uh, the Rebbe is saying, by pursuing shchita alone, this shows that they have the capacity for Yiddish Shemaim, or God wouldn't have even let them in the door. So clearly, these are people who at least have a capacity for Yiddish Shemaim. Again, explaining why they make good mashpim. And in line with our favorite phrase of the day, Shechet's job is not to shecht, it is to draw close. Just like the job of a sheikhid in Gashmias is to take the meat of an animal and raise it to the level of being something that can be consumed by people and incorporated into a human. You should also have success in drawing the animalistic soul, his animalistic soul, and the animalistic soul of those around you. It should be nullified and included within the godly soul, which is called Adam. Uh, I think I just said this a second ago, but in case I didn't, I want to repeat it. When I was looking for letters that have this expression, in it, I didn't find a, I think I found one or two volumes, one or two years where the Rebbe didn't use this expression to give you an idea of how often the Rebbe says this. It's just everywhere, trying to pull out the best ones. The Rebbe says over here, this is a letter from volume six. The letter is Tavshin Yud Beis. The letter is labeled Aleph Tav Tav Lamed Gimel. The Rebbe writes, I'm very happy to uh, hear that uh, you, tell, you tell me all these things that you know about Sheikh Rebbe. He's saying, your, your interest in the Matzavinia Sheikh Rebbe in his area. Yes. So he says, I'm, 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 uh, I'm happy to hear that you've taken interest in uh, raising the level of a shchita in your area. I was upset to hear that there are some things that haven't been going on the way they're supposed to, but I'm happy to hear you're on top of it. Then he says, once again, gives him this message. And he, I don't think he's talking to a sheikh here. He's talking to somebody who's interested in shchita. He says, you do a gamkein pedish, in shachad el mashach, that the job of a sheikh is not to shach, but to draw people close and to draw an animal close to people. Shu, kmei, shal pi pashat, inya shchita lachshir, zbasim hem of evla lesim, ajegis chayla, ajegis medaber. The job is to turn a chay into medaber, hayas gamkein, in his abruchnis, this should also be done in spirituality. Lamshich la lesim, damashabamis, the madregis, adam shumalchas, adam yelian, that our job of a sheikh, the job of a sheikh is to take the nevishabamis and raise it to adama le elian. Um, this is a slightly different take over here. This is the Rebbe writing to somebody in Tavshin Yud Gimel, the letter is labeled Aleph, Tav, Tav, Pei Aleph. And here the Rebbe uses the expression again, but this time it's because this person has not updated the Rebbe and the Rebbe doesn't know if he's still a Sheikhet. And the Rebbe wants to know if he's still a Sheikhet and he wants to tell somebody who was once a Sheikhet that whether or not he's still a Sheikhet, he still has the responsibilities of Ein Shachet Elohim 
says, in a case of mahu you haven't written to me, the Rebbe says, what your current job is. You haven't told me if you're still a sheikh or if you've moved on to some other line of work. If you do my menazal, it's well known when it says in Chulin, in Shachar, Elo Mashach, that a sheikh is not just somebody who butchers things. A sheikh is someone who draws things close. Don't forget, right? Here, see, he's doing a different thing. He hasn't done this one before. That is, that what is the job? What does it mean to draw close? It means that a person needs to take the behema that's within each person, the animal within each person from Rishos Harabim, from one Rishos, because Mashach is the Lashon of Mashiach, I'm taking things from one property to another. So a person, a person, a Sheikh's job is to take the Nevesh of Bahamas from the Rishos Harabim, which is uh, the public domain, which is represented, which represents uh, urges and desires that are not okay. And then to draw it into the private domain, private indicating yachid, which is also a word for singular, to take things from the side of taiva, side of urge, and to bring things to the side of kedusha. But once again, right? the sheikh's job is to draw things close. And in this case, the Rebbe is saying a sheikh's job is to draw things from alien desires into holy desires. And this depends on what you do for a living. Uh, yeah. In Taivas Never mind. He doesn't say. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't mean it depends on what you do for a living. It's, it depends on what kind of animal you're shafting. If it is a small animal, it doesn't take a lot to kill it. So if it's a small desire, it takes very little to draw it into God's service. If it is a very big desire, you have to learn a little more. It's a little harder to kill larger animals. The same way, it's a little harder to conquer harder urges. Nonetheless, the Rebbe says, regardless of what work you're involved in right now, I expect you to be involved in the work of a sheikhat, which is Ein Shachat Ela U Mashach. I have a couple other letters here. There's no reason, I think, for us to read them right now, but I'll send them all to you in a packet so you can read all of the different times that the Rebbe says this, uh, the Rebbe says this phrase, uses this phrase. Um, there is a letter here that I don't know if we have time for so much, where the Rebbe breaks down the Siddhis. Let's read it a little bit. It says, This letter is from Aleph Tafresh Pei Beis, Tafshin Yud Beis. And in this letter, the Rebbe spells out everything I'm telling you, but he says it in his own words. So I've kind of filled in the blanks here. The Rebbe keeps on saying, and then kind of doing a dot, 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 even in Ruchnius. Uh, let's read the Rebbe's whole take. He says, Kach gamba nefesh. Even when it comes to the nefesh, there's an idea of shchita and ruchnis. Every Jew has an animalistic soul and a godly soul. What is the job of the godly soul? The nefesh was carved out from beneath the throne of glory. It came down from a very high place. Your godly soul comes from a very high place. And it's here to do what? To enclose itself in the body and the animalistic soul. Why would God have sent such a lofty soul down into such a lowly body? He, why is it here? Because it needs to do Aveda, it needs to serve God with the nefesh Bahamas. Uh, specifically, and it's part of the world that it was assigned. And this is very similar to shechting an animal. Every uh, every animalistic soul has a certain gishmak, a certain yearning, a certain fire for this world, a desire for this world. But our job is not to kill the animal. Our job is not to shechter. Our job is to bring it close. To take these, uh, take the desires of the nefesh Bahamas and not not get rid of them, not snuff out the desires of the Nevesha Bahamas, but to direct those desires to Inyan Mishal Tera Mitzvah, Linyan Elikos, and to direct them toward Tera Mitzvah and the uh, and things that are and things that are involved in godliness.
Last thing I want to tell you is just there is an amazing sikha on Shrita that's in Teres Menachem, volume 8, page 231. And with that, we'll end for today. I have some notes here to remind myself of what the sikha says, but you should definitely check it out because it's just fantastic. There, the Rebbe takes the five things that cause Shrita to be invalid and explains what each of them are in Avedis Hashem, uh, re-emphasizing, or I guess, yeah, emphasizing, emphasizing the theme that we've talked about up until now, that the act of Shrita is a spiritual act, a Shechit is a spiritual person, and somebody involved in elevating animals also needs to be involved in elevating themselves. We need to be shechting ourselves all the time. Please don't take that out of context. I didn't mean it. But we need to be shechting ourselves all the time, mashach ourselves all the time, drawing ourselves closer as well. And there are five things that make a Shechita invalid, five ways to draw yourself closer to Yiddishkeit that would make you invalid. The same way there are five ways to shecht an animal, that the animal wouldn't be kosher. There are five ways for me to come closer to God that will not work. They will render me, they will render me invalid. First one is shahia. So shahia is where I pause in the process. That is, in the process of shechita, I start doing the shechita, and then halfway through killing the animal, I pause. So that's one of the things that will make a shechita invalid. The Rebbe says, what's that in Aveda? That's a siyas cheshpenis Aveda. That is, I'm in the middle of Aveda, and I stop and I start making cheshpenis. I say, okay, I'm in the middle of davening. I'm having a great davening this Shabbos, and things are feeling good. I go, really, you know, the kind of guy I was this week, I'm not shy to that kind of Aveda. When I second guess myself, in the middle of the Veda, that's an act of shahia. And even if I shecht myself, even if I shecht my nefesh Muhammad, if I pause in the middle to make cheshbenis and ask if I'm really worthy of doing this, if this is really what I should be doing right now, should I really be doing something else? Maybe I'm learning the wrong thing. Should I learn different material? These, uh, this second guessing is so destructive that it makes the shechita, the spiritual shechita, invalid. There's chaloda. Chaloda is when you stick the knife underneath the simonim and uh, cut it from beneath the skin. So chaloda is when uh, is when the knife is hidden during the process of shechita. This renders the the, the animal uh, invalid. Similarly, it will render my Aveda invalid. That is That is when I'm only serving God in private. That is that uh, I need to be proud. I uh, shouldn't be embarrassed in front of Maligam. One of the first dinam in Shulchan Aruch is not to be embarrassed in front of people. And yet I'm embarrassed. I'm hiding my Yiddish guide, my... Uh, my yamaka is under a baseball cap and my tzitzes are tucked in and I'm afraid to be a Jew in public. That's cholada and that also renders my aveda no good. There's hagrama. Hagrama is when, uh, hagrama is when you, um, hagrama is, parrots, give me a hand. Hagrama is when there's a, uh, when there's a, right, Shall I muck him some on him? Right, so what's that? that? That's like I shafted like too low on the neck. Too high, too high, right. yeah. Too high or too low, right? Agrama is I shafted too high or too low on the neck. That's why I need a, I need, I need, I need a, I need somebody in the tradition of shchita with me for this class. Agrama is when I shafted on the wrong part of the neck, and that's bitul matias the gamre. I don't know why exactly. But that's what the Rebbe says in the sicha is that that's bitul matias the gamre. That is, I went too far in my bitul. I tried to get rid of myself. I tried to get rid of everything. I tried to nullify absolutely. That also will render my aveda no good. And then there is drasa and ikar drasa is where I smack the knife down. I sort of do it like a chopping block ikar. Is where I uh, is where I kind of uh, poke out the simonim where I poke through. These are not valid forms of shchita, and that is a shchita where I am destroying the animal entirely. That is where I'm trying to destroy myself. I engage in fasting behaviors. I engage in sigufim. I hurt myself. I fast, and I try to beat up my nefesh Bahamas that way. That will also render my my uh, spiritual shchita invalid. So what we've seen today, in summary, because we're over time already, but what we've seen today, in summary, is that pretty much every time you write to the Rebbe saying you're involved in shchita, even if you're not the shaykhet, you're just involved in writing sfarim on shchita, the Rebbe will write back, in, invariably write back, that uh, there's a message in Shkita that anybody involved in this discipline, whether they are the Sheikh themselves or writing about it or learning about it, if you're or just learning Masachas Kulan, if you're involved in the discipline of Shkita, then you need to remember that you have a double of that is, first of all, 
Bepashtus, an animal needs to be shechted by the knife drawing across its neck. But as Taisa says, Shmami not tarti, and therefore we can learn two things from it. The second thing being that a sheikh's job is not just a shecht, as the Fidika Rebbe says, a sheikh's job is not just to wave a knife around. Elo mashach, it is to draw people close, to draw things close, to draw the nefesh of Bahamas close, that is, Bepashtus, to draw the soul of the animal itself close so that it can be used for human consumption and elevated to a state of human, atem kruim adma damala elyan, and also that ain't shachar elo mashach legabe people around us and ourselves, that we should be able to have an effect on our nefesh habahamis and bring it to Kedusha and the fact on other people's nefesh nefashis habahamis and bring them to Kedusha using some of the methods described here or not using any of the methods described that would invalidate the shkita, making too many cheshbenes, overthinking things, uh, being being embarrassed by our avedah, um, being too battle and being too hard on our nefesh habahamis and trying to kill it through fasting. As long as we don't invalidate our own shkita, this is part of our personal avedah. And finally, we said that perhaps this is an additional reason why chassidim were always so careful to make sure that they had chassidish shaykhtim in their towns even more than chassidish rabbanim. Because it sounds like from the Rebbe that the job of a, that the job of a sheikh is really uh, as much as it is to shecht animals it is to serve as a mashpia and effectively we were hiring mashpiyam for our community when we were being careful to make sure that we had a, a, a sheikh at Yerushalayim okay that's it